Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Okay, today's topic is anxiousness, nervousness. I'm going to tell you what I do and what I have found that works for me personally. I've, I've heard from a lot of you that you really like to hear my personal experiences about products and how I overcome certain conditions, and I get it. When a friend tells you something, it makes it more real, makes it, so I mean, so you can relate. So friend, pre-COVID, what I did for my anxiousness, January 2020. I was at a great educational event in sunny Arizona. Oh my goodness, it was wonderful. But the weather was not great for flying home. There were storms running through the Midwest that really bollocks things up through O'Hare. To top it off, there was so much turbulence that they told the flight attendants to say steeded even before the flight began because there was going to be turbulence. Now, I am not a huge fan of air travel. Boats, they're fine. I can swim. Cars, trains, fine. If the engine fails, I can walk. But I figure if the jet has trouble, I cannot fly. I'm told this is kind of a control issue, and that's probably right. But regardless of not liking to fly, I have to do it sometimes, sometimes frequently. Saves a lot of time, takes you to wonderful places, and, you know, these great seminars don't come to me. So, you know, I am always praying for smooth flights. Me and God, I've crossed my fingers, we are like tight when I hit bumps. We are together clearing out the clouds, making things safer, smoother together. I always say I knew do my most ardent praying when I fly. In the past, you know, I've used along with, you know, that wonderful prayer, I've used all the relaxation techniques. The breathing, the box breathing, the 478. I do progressive relaxation. I do meditation. I've used valerian root, maybe even a glass of wine. And, you know, if I know it's all going to be anything but clear sailing, I like to employ something. All those things work and they're fine. But this time, I used a supplement that was absolutely remarkable. At the event I was at, they handed out samples. It's called Anxiocom. And When I saw the radar, I decided, oh boy, this is going to be a time to give it a test. And I just have to tell you how well it worked. My hands stayed warm. My heart rate stayed normal. I carried on a nice conversation with my seatmate. And, you know, I didn't feel at all tense or like I was going to die when we would fall, I don't know, a thousand feet. I don't know, whenever we'd hit air pocket. You know how it does. It's just like you just lose your stomach. It was huge for me. I've never had something and you felt normal. It wasn't like you were sedated or anything. It, it was good. That's huge for me. So if anybody wants samples of that Anxiocom, stop in the good earth. Oh, it is such a favorite. Pick up your free sample and See if it helps you as much as it did me through that bumpy ride in the sky. You know, I'm I'm glad it's actually happened, actually, because now, you know, especially at the beginning of COVID, because COVID has brought up a lot of issues of anxiety and nervousness. 
so much uncertainty. I can't imagine how immobilizing anxiety can be if you felt that all the time for no apparent reason. You know, your nervous system is just a little out of whack. You know, I can relate now. If anxiousness is like that bad flight, and if that's a regular part of your life, you may want to give this a try. I love it. You know, so there's so much research on it, too. I've got flyers, lots of information if you want to know more. And it is so safe. Don't know of any interactions um, or any side effects. Because everybody is a little anxious at times, like when you fly, when you're performing, you know, giving a speech, actually anything new. But, you know, we've heard in the last decade or so that the rate of anxiety is increasing, especially with younger people. In fact, anxiety and mood disorders are now the most common mental illness. And I don't think they should call it illness, but anyway. In the U.S., it is on the rise every year that passes. Some statistics you might want to know. Among millennials between like 25 and 40, it is considered epidemic. They grew up with social media, and that is considered a huge factor. And among teens and children, anxiety disorders are up 25%. School issues, difficulties socializing, and it's putting people at risk for substance abuse. And now, this is interesting. The World Health Organization says richer, more Western countries have higher rates of anxiety than poorer countries. So much is different. The diet, the activity level, the exposure to media, news, advertising, lack of time in nature, all of these play a huge part in nourishing the nervous system. Americans consider themselves to be considerably stressed. Now, I blame it on the news media who want to keep you upset. According to Time Magazine, 63% of Americans say the future of the nation is a significant source of stress, and 59% feel that the United States is at the lowest point they can remember in history. Geez, I don't know where they live, but I think where we live is pretty darn good. Roughly 40% of Americans report they feel more anxious than they did a year ago. You know, COVID, I'm sure, has made that so much worse. Another 40% say that they're equally as anxious. That is 80% anxious. More than a third find anxiety so bad they have to seek medical treatment. People with anxiety are up to five times more likely to need to go to the doctor and six times more likely to be hospitalized. So what is the definition of anxiety? Well, It's defined as a feeling of worry, nervousness, unease, typically about an imminent event or something that has an uncertain outcome. Oh boy, like I felt when there was turbulence, thinking you were imminently going to fall from the sky and die. Yeah, without anxiocom, I would have been very uneasy. And anxiety, you know, it's, it's a good thing to have a little bit of that. If I'm going to be walking in a bad neighborhood in the middle of the night, let me tell you, I I would hope I would be a little bit anxious because it's going to keep you alert. But if you find yourself feeling that way a lot, it can be immobilizing for people. Then it can affect everything in your life, your relationships, your ability to work, 
Take care of your family. Go shopping. Any daily activity. You know, there are a lot of different kinds of anxiety that can interfere with living, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, but all of them can be disruptive. And the nervous system, I think it's it's essential to understand that the nervous system is divided into two systems. The the autonomic nervous system is divided into two things, and they govern automatic things. That is going to be, you know, things like the emergency response, the fight or flight, and that affects every system in the body. It prepares you for emergencies. You know, I always put the fight and flight when I'm describing it. I put it in the upper right-hand corner, you know, way up there. When you're in fight or flight, you're in survival alert and the rest of the body is sacrificed. We are not designed to be up there too much. The rest of the body suffers. You know, the heart's rating, racing, and the immune system is downregulated, and the digestive system, man, all the energy is going to the muscles so you can run away. So the digestion is suffering. The hormones, oh my gosh, your body shunts everything to the stress hormones, you know, reproductive and other hormones, whoa, that's secondary. You don't want to be carrying around babies when you're under a lot of stress. So you can see when people have been under a lot of stress for a long time, they get sick. So then the other half of that autonomic, automatic nervous system is what we call resting and digesting. This is where we're supposed to be most of the time. That's when everything is good and, and you heal. There's no emergencies, no super stress. You're just going about your day. Hormones balance. Digestion is great. You're relaxed. You don't have tension everywhere. The immune system works well. When you have anxiety, that body gets stuck in fight or flight. And you can't get into the resting and digesting. So you can see, when you are in that hyper-alert state, you're looking at imaginary saber-toothed tigers jumping out at you, or a mugger jumping out. Your body is really put on survival alert. Muscle tension, chest tightness, heart palpitations, trouble sleeping, insomnia, digestive problems of all sorts. And that can lead to irritability, mood swings, depression, inability to socialize, eating disorders, migraines, and I said sleep, uh, chronic pain, fibromyalgia. You know, so let's look at some of the causes. Well, diet and lifestyle. You knew I had to say it. Stress, super challenging. Diet and lifestyle, you know, we've just got too much stress in the news, social media, our diet, high caffeine, high sugar. Last January, I did a sugar detox challenge on Facebook. So many people commented how much calmer they were. Some of them saw a huge difference in their levels of anxiousness. And then hormone fluctuations. Man, that is an issue as well. Thyroid. Reproductive, PMS, adrenal hormones, all of those are affected by stress. You've got typical conventional treatment where they're going to use the serotonin norepinephrine uptake inhibitors. Uh, you've got the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And then you have the benzodiazepines. You know, when necessary, it's good to have these options, but there are side effects that may be really undesirable. And people just don't want to take drugs if they don't need to. So thankfully, there's a natural approach. It's not easy, but it is complete. 
you need to pay attention to diet and lifestyle. You know, a diet I've talked about so much, you know, it's not a junk food diet. It's got to be rich in a lot of B vitamins and nutrients. Your body needs the raw materials to repair anything. So you can look at all my old shows and, and just get the information on diet if you'd like to, but also limiting caffeine. You know, those super high mochaccino lupa, you know, all those that have so much caffeine, you know, that really is like putting your finger in the outlet. Yeah, it's going to keep you alert, but oh boy, what the cost. So besides Anxiocalm, which is a very specific echinacea extract, there's also ashwagandha. I love it as well. It's been used in India for maybe over 5,000 years. It is pretty darn good. If anxiety is extreme, that's my choice. We have the ashwagandha complex. If fatigue is a part of it, and you know, if the the stress has been long-term, many times fatigue is also an issue. But there's also the ashwagandha forte for people that have high blood pressure. Love ashwagandha, it's wonderful. Um, rhodiola, another one from the East. Rhodiola is widely used in Russia as a tonic. It's a remedy for fatigue, poor attention span, decreased memory. I mean, people in, in the Silicon Valley, they love it because it keeps you focused. In old Russia, they used it because it made the workers more productive. You know, rhodiola appears to help you work faster and with more efficiency. In um, rhodiola, in a, a 2002 review on Herbalgram from the American Botanical Council, reported that numerous studies on rhodiola, both on humans and animals, found that it prevented fatigue, stress, and the damaging effects of oxygen deprivation. So they give it to a lot of the um, astronauts, the cosmonauts. Really, really good. Placebo-controlled studies, really good ones. Then there is another one called Adaptra that combines the rhodiola and ashwagandha. You've got kava. You've got 5-HTP. You've got GABA, G-A-B-A. You've got the valerian root that I've always used. You have magnesium. You've got all the B vitamins. You've got B12. You've got the essential oils. Love it. So physical fitness, too. That is another thing. Walking in nature, so good. Yoga, so good. Sleep and restoration. Meditation. So many things that can help us. So if you choose to use any of these natural remedies, do it under the guidance of your healthcare provider. Also, make sure that he or she knows about what other medications you're taking to avoid any potential interactions. All the diet and lifestyle approaches can be included just about any time, but some of the supplements, we need to be aware of interactions with medicines. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love have a more enjoyable life with less stress and anxiousness. I hope you listen to other shows on my website, debford.com or on iTunes. Thanks and have a wonderful, cool, calm, and collected day.